Hey, everybody. We're Bob and Audrey, a husband and wife team. And this is our podcast all about relationships. We are marriage and relationship enthusiasts. Believe me, there is a God-given design to thrive in both life and love. And we think that Jesus is amazing and worth following with everything you have. On this podcast, we are putting together the truths and best practices we have learned over our 35 years of marriage, and more specifically, over the past 18 years, where we have spent our lives helping people love their relationships. After getting through our own family crisis, we became passionate about rescuing and mentoring others. We have authored numerous books and developed on-demand courses that can be found on our website, lovemarriedlife.com. And with all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. Thanks for joining us for this week's podcast of All About Relationships. It's episode number 76. We're so glad you joined us. We have an amazing subject as we're Mm -hmm. kind of digging into 1 Corinthians 13 and the definitions of love and the words that describe love in that chapter. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to kind of do that deep dive into each word. And we're continuing that this week. Well, we're just surprisingly, it wasn't anything that was intentional, but it's almost as though it's gaining traction, you know, Mm -hmm. as people listen from week to week, uh, with regards to these podcasts, uh, you know, last week was long suffering. It was a really intense message, Yes, but the response that we're hearing back from people is, is really, I think quite profound. And I'm so grateful because I want people to live free. Yeah, exactly. And when when you live free, wow, just just the release and and the joy. But I mean, love is so very powerful in all of our. You know lives. what, you guys? Life does not have to be hard. Life does not have to be hard. I have personally have created a belief on my heart because of what Jesus has done and the abundance that He gives mm. in my life. I've decided that life is easy. I have decided that life is easy. And I went on a walk this morning and I woke, I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed with my day. And then I caught myself. You see, you can't change what you don't notice. I caught myself mm-hmm. and I said, wait a minute. I said, just knowing that Jesus is beside me, I said, hey, Jesus, take the lead on this one today. This right. this particular counseling appointment I have, I don't have enough wisdom for this one. Mm-hmm. Can you take the lead on this one? Thanks. Yeah. Can you take the lead on this virtual event we're planning for mm-hmm. January 30th? Thanks. Because, right. you know, we, we're planning this event for you guys on January 30th. That's just going to be a powerful, it like a, a powerhouse seven hours of making the best decisions of your life. And we're digging deep into that as well. Mm-hmm. But it was so cool as I started to feel the relief and the joy of knowing that life is easy when you don't have to mm. hold on to your stresses and you don't have to hold on to resentment. Right. The, the things of the past. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you talk about easy. And uh, I, I, I like to see it this way. You know, there are some real simple solutions with God. But the application can sometimes be challenging just because of <laughs> the me. journey of them. You're, I can make it difficult. Yes, yes. And I can prolong the process exactly. a lot. It's like that labor to a place of rest. It's like you labor through to yeah. get the concept because it's so selfless. Like something's rest yeah. to do is in marriage and in, in parenting is so selfless. Well, because we have an ego. 
Oh yeah, I we hate, have one of yeah, those. There's a naughty three-letter word. There's an word. ego in but, my uh, trunk. We all have <laughs> ego, and ego is is the self-preservation of yes. this image right. that I have of me. Yeah, and, and what I deserve. And I, yeah, and what I deserve, and I've got <laughs> my to right. protect that. Yes, yes. So, um, Good you know, point, the Bob. solutions of God, I think, really are and, quite simple. And the solutions of God really help us to put ego in the trunk there and starve go. it to death. That's, oh, okay. a, that's what we're hoping, to really learn that selfless love. Yeah. Well, today's uh, podcast, I believe, is really quite timeless. Mm-hmm. Um, the previous two um, you know, we've been looking at First Corinthians 13 and just really taking a look at love, but again, the personal application of that. So today we, we do want to talk about how love, when, when we're loving, it keeps no record of wrong. I love, love that. Love is not no... resentful. Right. And I was thinking of keeping no records of wrong, and I just had a light turn on, like, why do we keep records? Like, I was thinking mm. of, you know, we in our, in our office here, we've got a closet, and we've got some file boxes full of records. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd call them uh, records. Mm-hmm. Of, you have the same ones. I don't have to explain what they are. You've got them in your somewhere in your house. But we have records... And so that we can remember the reminders and to have documentation uh-huh. to have proof. Okay. Right. Like my mor- my proof. mortgage yes. stuff is in there and all this other stuff. And so it's all my do- proof that we have our cars license, yeah, evidence. Like all yeah, evidence. And so that's, we keep records so that we can remember. Uh-huh. So do you think that in some relationships we have file boxes of records that we've kept of all the things that you've done Wrong. When you've uh, hurt me, you said the wrong word. Uh-huh. You didn't meet my need. You neglected me, or yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. If we keep those records yeah. of wrongs in our closet, I feel like they can become toxic, especially because yeah. word for word, the definition of love is to not keep a record. Yeah. But that sounds scary. That sounds dangerous. It, it, yeah, it is. Um, and as we journey, you know, through this podcast, we want to come to this place of, of reconciliation. Right. And so it's not just the balancing of accounts. You know, I mm-hmm. think a lot of people view it that way, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, well, you owe me this. Well, okay. I owe you that, you know, and so we balance, but you know, to reconcile is to be willing to involve yourself with the consequences of another person's choices but you're going to do that in order to make a way out for them. Mm-hmm. You see, that's that's how I'm. We want to be able to move to this place of reconciliation, and and it also entails where you choose to take that which is incompatible and make it compatible. So again, we're talking about a God kind of love here. Yes, yes. You see? and The kind that we're not good enough to have by ourselves. Right. Really? Because but, it's, we're too human. Right. But here we are entering into a Christmas season. And, right. And again, that's why, you know, today's podcast is so timeless. Even though we're at a Christmas season, what a prime example of God saying, you know what? I'm willing to involve myself with the consequences of your choices. He says, I'm going to come to you as you are, you know, not as, you know, uh, uh, coming in as a conquering king, but as an infant, you know, as, as a baby, vulnerable. And he says, I'll experience life, but he says, I'm going to, I'm choosing this because I'm going to make a way out for you. 
So exactly. And I'm so grateful because God, even I love when he tells us in Lamentations that his mercies are new mm. every morning. It's like he, he throws out our scorecard from yesterday and says, I'm going to give you full on mercy for today. And I don't think God keeps records of wrongs with me. And so if I really want to be like him and have his kind of relationships, yeah. then I, I can't afford to keep good records mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to the wrong things you've done or how you've mistreated me or something. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very, uh, and, um, what was that, cultural? Like it's, it's, it's people would say, wait a minute, what about my rights and justice oh, yeah. and all that? It's, um, it's going to be hard to, to stomach this, but let's really learn the power of love. And I, Bob, I like to call it the power to forget. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you don't really forget, but I remember when I titled this and you said, what do you mean the power to forget? And I thought, well, we'll never forget, but the things you think about get bigger. So if I don't right. give them a lot of attention or I don't dwell on the things that you have done wrong, it's like they just get very small mm-hmm. and the little things even do mm-hmm. disappear. Yeah. I think when we hold or we keep to a, a list of records of wrong, mm-hmm. attached to that is a penalty. So true. And and with that penalty, then there is, is that punishment. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as though in order for that debt or for that wrongdoing to be paid, you you need, you know, I'm that this is why I'm holding it. Yeah. Is because I'm holding it against you. Because I want you to know how bad you've hurt me. It's like you had, there's something within me that uh, like our human ego says, I want you to know how bad this hurt. Well, in, in order for there to be what, you know, people would call like restitution. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to make you pay. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's the, the payback. Mm-hmm. And so there's a place, you know, with that, you know, with regards to relationships in order, you know, for that to go forward. But it's nothing that I demand of you right. or require of you, but... You know, being wise in relationships, I'll recognize, you know, and I'll have healthy boundaries. But again, I'm not going to withhold from you. So I think in, in looking at this t- today, Audrey, you know, in the context of a marriage, you know, between a husband and a wife, uh, in order for, you know, that authentic, pure, you know, vulnerability of intimacy, you know, and, and experiencing the, the beauty of, of oneness, I don't see where there's a place, you know, for us to be able to hold records of wrong one from another. It's almost as though if, if one spouse, you know, were to, you know, kind of bring up a sore spot, yeah, you know, yeah. hey, you know, this evening when we were out, you know, it really kind of hurt me. Yeah. You know, I felt embarrassed. You mm. know, I would rather, you know, and you just want to be able to have a connecting honest, conversation, a honest, connecting yeah. conversation. Yeah. And then the other person reacts and says, oh, do we want to talk about this? Because oh, I've got a list. Uh, right. I've got a list. I've got my scorecard. Over the past few years. I've been keeping score. You've been doing that. And you're losing. And you might be listening to this saying, oh, that doesn't happen. And, and No, it does happen. Oh, Yeah. And bringing up the past, bringing up the past is, happens a lot. We, um, when we have couples here for intensives, um, we often we do have a very long list of emotional weapons for people to recognize that they use. And bringing up the past seems to be a very um, popular weapon that we use against each other to um, keep the record of wrong and make sure we put it in that person's face when needed. 
<laughs> as when necessary it serves me when best. the scorecard needs to be reread, so to speak. So I think it's interesting that we keep their fault, the other person's fault, alive with our anger and our coldness. You know, that's something that we can do to to keep it. Because if we rely on our own human strength, you guys, to love others, we will nurture those old wounds and we'll remember our old hurts. And we will our needs, our personal needs can become so intense that we stop, we stop remembering how our how our love was. We stop remembering the good things about the person. And I'm even thinking, like, I always love to make these podcasts really personal. And I've just been thinking in years over our 37 years together, Bob, I can I can see seasons or years where I have noticed more and paid more attention to remember what you weren't doing or who you weren't rather than who you are. And so I know how much I've changed in the marriage. Like I know, I'm pretty sure you must experience me differently because I don't ever think about that anymore. I don't think about what you're not doing. And can you tell? Oh, absolutely. Like you can tell the difference because I was always nice. Like I never said things out loud, but you could feel it. Mm -hmm. And so we change the atmosphere when we don't keep records of wrongs. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a love that matures. You know, it's a love that deepens. It's Mm -hmm. a love that is safe. And so it's, you know, it goes far beyond just, you know, oh, I'm not going to keep a record, but it has far more to do with the intention, you know, in my heart motivation. And so when I keep a record, I'm protecting my own interests. So true. See, I'm looking out for me in in order that I might expose you. You Mm -hmm. see, there is this self-protection or the protection of my ego or my my own self-image in 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 because of my own weakness or my, or my own frailty I have to prove you wrong yeah. in order that I can prove myself right mm-hmm. and so it makes me feel as though I'm superior you know and and then I can you know almost it, it really is punishing the other person and it's hurting the other person and so often when people have a record of, of wrong, they, they feel as though they have the right to withhold from others. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll withhold my best mm-hmm. and in withholding, I'll hurt you mm-hmm. so that you might have a sense of what I've been going through. Right. And, and, you know, and none of us are shielded from hurt. None of us are desensitized. Even when we, we practice this, we love, we grow in this, we mature in this, like you just said, it doesn't mean we don't get hurt sometimes, but imagine the courage that it takes as lovers, Bob, that true love has the power to, to look the cruel fact in the face and see them for what they are, even when they're aimed at us, but doesn't gloss and doesn't gloss over the pain, but loves concern for the one who caused the hurt just empowers us to forgive before we start digging that rut of resentment. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's so important to see beyond the hurt, like it's that classic line, hurting people hurt others. If someone is hurting you, to look beyond and say that person is hurting. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's an important part of love, to say I'm going to love you here because if you're hurting me, mm-hmm. it must mean you're hurting in some kind of a way. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I really want to feel for the person that almost feels trapped, you know, to the the memories of the past. Mm, So true. And because it's almost as though they become enslaved to it. Yeah. And they, they can, 
get themselves hooked in a pattern where they can fall victim and almost create a secondary gain. Yeah. And so they're they're experiencing the pain of it, but now I'm inflicting that pain on you and I get this really weird, you know, neurotic pleasure out of it. I mean, it's just <laughs> oh it's gosh. just plain weird <laughs> to see you hurt a little to, bit. Yes. To see, to see others yeah. because it is a control. Right. You see, I I have something over on you. Meanwhile, my life is completely limited. Huh. You see, because my thoughts now are obsessed mm-hmm. over how you have hurt hmm. me, how you have disappointed me, how you have lied to me. You see, and and do you see the now, energy? I can feel energy as you're saying those words. Like when we talk and think like that, we're bringing energy yeah. and power to those to those offenses. We're making them bigger and stronger when right. we think about them like that. And so, holding to that and having to keep that alive yes. in order to justify my withholding from you mm-hmm. or me uh, refusing to pursue you mm-hmm. and being willing to reconcile with you. Mm-hmm. You see, I'm missing because when when we talk about love holds no record of wrong, it's not that I don't want you to do that, but it's the power of love that breaks the power of resentment. <laughs> it's so if true. If I can say, yeah, does that make good. sense? It totally does. It, you see, because love just isn't. Bob, you're making so much sense to love me. Love just isn't just a <laughs> choice that I make, but it's it's someone who I experience. Right. You know, pe- people have, uh, I've said many, many times, you know, yes, I want to experience peace in my home, but peace just isn't this uh, absence of conflict. It's not the absence of war. You know, it's not just that tranquil feeling that I have. And pre- it's but, not. It, it's not. It also peace isn't pretending that everything's okay when it's right, not. But, but peace to truly experience and know peace, you need to know the Prince of Peace. Right. And then to be able to really, you know, relinquish and let go of the list of wrong. Mm-hmm. You see, I need to know love, and it's not just me. You know, trying to create this human love. But it's mm-hmm. experiencing and how valued and loved and in knowing God mm-hmm. and in knowing God now it's like okay now I can move towards you. I love in that. Love. And you know, moving toward that kind of life, like that kind of reconciled life, I think it's one of the hardest things we're called to do as humans is to choose that kind of love. And I think about God's love, like you just mentioned, and it's always about new beginnings. Like it's always about how he lets the past die and moves us to new beginnings. And with God as our strength, we don't have to painfully dissect every misunderstanding, but we can allow them to become irrelevant. Like, can you imagine accounts going unsettled, you know, and the ledger staying Wait, 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 wait. Can you imagine where... Can you imagine what? Well, like, you know, when you haven't settled your account, like you yeah. kept a scorecard and it's not fair. Yeah. Can you imagine just letting that go and remain unsolved? I, I, I think for some it's easier than it is for others. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Yeah. I mean... You're to, right. I think it's even I, a personality I, 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 thing. I just don't want this to be, a, you know, a, a point that we just kind of blow by. Right, 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 right. Because for others, it's just like, wait, somebody's got to pay. Hmm. That is justice. We call 
And so so a a, a (laughs) person with with a high uh, justice personality, they're like, wait a minute. And so this is where we do experience, hey, the facts of life are the facts of life. They really did happen. It did happen. Yeah. It was said. You did experience that. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not as though you're just going to turn a blind eye to it because your dignity, you know. Was attacked. Yeah. It was attacked. But. The judgments that you place against the other person, mm-hmm. now that's your choice. Totally, Whether you yeah. choose to keep a record and list of this, again, your choice, which will then hinder you know, the story of, of your life and the relationship that you share with each other. It's so interesting. We, I was on the phone with Christopher last night, our oldest son, mm-hmm. and um, we were just having a really long, one of those nice long hour and a half talks, but he said he was talking about how much power we give to that person that were holding resentments against. Yeah. Like he said, because they start to, he had this certain person he was trying to forgive. And he said, and mom, it was like, it was consuming my thoughts. And I was giving this person so much thought time, so much brain time, just by keeping the record of wrong. And I think that's what we have to, that's what we do sometimes. Yeah. Just because you're a loving person. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't shield you from being hurt. Right. Yeah. You know, in, in, in life and in relationships, we will experience hurt. Yeah. You know, where we feel misunderstood, you know, where people will make judgments against us. Hey, we're going to have that. Mm-hmm. But then the, the question is, will I, in love, be willing to move towards this person? Yeah. Or in me keeping a record of wrong, hmm. well, then I begin to withhold right. from this person. And I don't think that this is written in the Bible by accident when it has this love chapter that says love keeps no records of wrong, I venture to say that God's thoughts are higher than my thoughts and his ways are higher than my ways. And he knows something I don't know about how powerful it is when I don't have to keep a record of wrong. Like imagine the power to just throw away a scorecard, you know, because Bob, most people are driven to sad bitterness because of painful memories. Because when we keep that record of wrong, we can get depressed. We get, you know, robbed of thankfulness and gratitude. And you know what? It even sneaks into our other relationships. Have you noticed that? Like when we are holding grudges or we're keeping records of wrongs, that, that, that feeling just sneaks into other relationships. It it does. And it actually begins to falsify a reality. Huh? All of a sudden I begin to create, you know, um, a, a, a new reality, or I begin to paint you in a whole nother image. Yeah. Not only is it, is this what you did? Oh no, no, this is who you are. Yeah. You're that kind of person. You are that. You do right. that kind of now thing. Now I've passed a judgment against you. Yeah. And now I've enslaved you and I've even enslaved myself to that image. Yeah. But starting fresh with new mercies is like leaving that tangled mess behind And as you said, just moving towards that person because love doesn't demand explanations and apologies because that would be keeping an account. Hmm. Isn't that hard to take sometimes? Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard swallow. Yeah. Because a lot of times what we want to do or because of the force, if I can use that, because of the force of the memory. Yeah. It really does distort, you know, my perception of us, yeah. my perception of, of the reality, mm-hmm. and it's irrational. You know, that resentment, when, you know, when you're on the outside looking in, it's just like, whoa, 
where did it get all of this power from? Mm -hmm. And so typically I'll hold to that list of wrong Mm -hmm. because I want the offended person to remember the wrong as clearly as I do. Yep. Yep. This thing has been, I've been obsessing over this for so long. And now what I want is I want you to know how it has influenced and tormented me. Yeah. See, now now I want you to pay mm-hmm. or feel the anguish and the pain that I've been going through. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what happens when you begin to keep and hold to that record of wrong. And so, it, you know, speaking about that scorecard, yeah. I hold on to it until I... And here I am, the judge yeah, again, yeah. until I determine the score is even. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Y- you hurt me. Yeah. Okay, now there's a penalty. Now I'm going to punish you until I determine you've you've suffered long enough mm-hmm. and now you have paid. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, that's horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it exhausting. Is. Yes. You know, to be able, you know, to hold on to it. But the damage that it causes in a relationship is is really quite because in the meantime the hurts are going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, it's interesting. Yesterday, the last few days, I've gotten up early. It's darker in the mornings now at this time of year, and it felt like it was too cold to go for a walk. So I just sat and turned on all the lights and lit some candles in the dark and put on my cozy house coat. And I've been rememorizing some of my memory verses. I kind of have a life time binder of all this stuff I've memorized. But Bob, I went back to Isaiah 55 and I've been memorizing that. And I absolutely have been, when you start memorizing, you hear every word because you go over it so many times that it almost becomes, it's almost like you're eating it. Like, you know how you're just every word over Mm. and over, but it's, it's in this chapter where it talks about how as high as the heavens are from the earth, that's how much how different my thoughts are from your thoughts and how much my ways are far above more than you could ever imagine. And I think that that really applies to keeping a record of wrong because I believe that God has given us this treasure of this of his word that is alive. And that's the other thing it says in that scripture too. He goes, just like the rain comes down and covers the earth and waters the ground. You can tell I've just memorized it like mm-hmm. it is on my heart right now. But as it comes to it causes the grain to grow that causes seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. So it is with his word that it comes to us and it always, always accomplishes what it set out to do. And I'm thinking when we live according to his word, God's word, our creator, who says, you know what? If you really want to have great relationships, don't keep record of wrongs. I'm like, wow, maybe we should be listening. And even though it's counter, that was the word I was looking for for the whole podcast, countercultural. That was the word I was looking for. Oh, I was, didn't know. It was so profound. Wow. Even though it's countercultural, um, we get to choose this kind of love. It's almost like we double dog dare ourselves to live without that lawyer's suitcase, toxic suitcase, briefcase, walking around, keeping a a record of wrongs with everybody. Mm. Can you imagine just putting them down and walking free with your arms free to love others, to hug others, to be kind, like we talked about a couple episodes, to be long suffering and to not keep that record of wrongs. I think that's an incredible gift, fresh, new mercies. Guess what? I'm giving you a new beginning. Let's just 
actually put the past behind mm. and not keep records of wrongs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I got on a rant. Like I full on am excited. I'm actually excited about not keeping records of wrongs with my kids, with, with um, my friends, every, my parents, like everybody. I just don't want to keep records of wrong. Mm. Yeah. The, and I want, I want, I just, I want to help, mm-hmm. you know, the people that have been wronged. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm pretty passionate about being free from that, but it's so true. You know, they've been wrong and, and I get it. Yeah. I really do. And, yeah. and I remember those days, you know, when, you know, I was wronged. You yes. know, I was betrayed. Yes. yes. I was lied to. I remember There's that. nothing just about I rem- what happened. I remember wanting to punish you. I, mm-hmm. I remember wanting you to feel my pain. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I know that there are listeners today, they're just like, well, then who's going to take care of me? Right. Who's going to protect me if I don't protect myself? Right. And... You know, I don't know of anyone who is more right than God himself. And he didn't protect himself, but rather he gave his life. And he didn't come to this world to condemn this world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so it's, again, it's knowing, experientially knowing the love of God, because it's nothing that you can conjure up in and of yourself, because God is love. And so when you truly experience and know that love you're you live transformed you mm-hmm. live new. now you're able to give something because i'm not trying to minimize what was either said or done to you i'm not saying oh it's no big deal no it, it, it is a big it deal. is a big this deal. is not this is not minimizing no. what has been done it's more but the damage that happens to you when you hold to a record of wrong, mm-hmm. you'll never step into the healing. You'll never step into the wholeness. You'll never step into the freedom. You'll never really know safety until you're really willing to relinquish that record of wrong. Hmm. Because not you, you think as though... You know, hey, this is all on you. Meanwhile, you're the you're the one that's living imprisoned, yeah. you know, to those very images. And now you're withholding, you know, the flow. The, yeah, the, exactly. The, the, the flow giving, from God to you, to others. And keeping that continuum just going, receiving and giving, receiving yeah. and giving. That's the flow. And so as I have been reconciled mm-hmm. to God through the finished work of Jesus... When that truly becomes my reality, I get to so live loved. transformed. You're so I loved. get to live yeah. new. Now I want that reality. I want to experience that in my marriage. Hmm. Now I want to experience that in my family, you know, with my children. You see, I want to I want to make a way. Because when we reconcile, we involve ourselves because I'm going to make a way. I'm not going to alienate myself from you. I'm not going to put you on a performance wheel. I'm not going to punish you because my identity, my dignity, my value and worth, my father, my heavenly father speaks to me of who I am. And because of that now, I can genuinely risk accurately loving you. And I want to be able to create that safe environment where we can reconcile, where we can have these honest, 
open, authentic conversations because we truly are pursuing one another and no longer do we want to keep hurting each other. We don't want that cycle to continue, but holding the record of wrong will not break the cycle. That's so good. Because all, all you're doing is say, oh, there you go again. There you go again. Because you're holding them to that definition. You know, that projected image that you have of that other person and whatever it might be, whatever image you're, you're holding them captive, but you're also holding yourself captive. You're on fire, Bob. Well. That was so, it's, so it's, such it's, good truth. It it hurts. Yeah. You know, where. <laughs> We're and not this, just and this is where where I get emotional. I know because if you keep holding to your standard of right, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not judging your standard. Right. But will you make a way for the other person, or will you hold them captive? Will you, you know, keep, keep you know kind of stiff arming and keep them distant, or will you move towards them? And uh, be able to say, you know what? I know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, parent to child. You know, hey, they might hurt you, but as a parent, you know who they are. Mm-hmm. You'll make a way for them. I want to make it easy for my kids to come home. Husbands and wives. Hey, we've experienced some real painful stuff. Let's find a way. We can reconcile this. And we don't have to hold a record of wrong. Exactly. And in closing, I just want to just go to the end of the chapter that I was memorizing for the last few days. And, yeah. and Isaiah 55 just says, and you will live in peace and joy. And that's what that's why we do these podcasts, you guys. We want you to live in peace and joy. And the mountains and the hills will break forth with singing. There will be shouts of joy. The trees of the hills will clap their hands. And when we reconcile relationships, it demonstrates the power of God's love in our life. And that is the miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the miracle is when I'm enabled mm-hmm. or when I'm empowered by a love that keeps no accounts mm-hmm. of wrong, mm-hmm. you see now I'm able to settle the account. I'll pay the price. I'll settle it. I'll make a way. I'll take that one. Yeah. yeah. I love and, it. And then it is settled. It's, it's huge mm-hmm. because the person that is driven by this kind of love is in a position to be a servant of reconciliation, not only in that relationship, but to the world. I love it. See, I I, I want that. I, mm-hmm. I want to be that person. I want to be willing to involve myself with another person's pain. And rather than stand on the outside and point the finger in judgment, I want to get in there and feel it with them and be able to bring hope. I love it. There's a way out. We don't, we don't have to live in constant conflict with one another. Exactly. There is a way out. I hope you feel inspired by today's podcast. We've thoroughly enjoyed being with you guys. Just a reminder during this year-end time that um, we encourage you to, um, if you're doing any year-end giving for donations, we have a foundation mm, that we you. encourage you to give to, and you can find the donate button at bobandaudrey.com. There's a home button at the bottom of that page, a donate button, <laughs> a donate button at the bottom of the home page at bobandaudrey.com. And then also just keep January 30th open 
because you are going to oh, want to be with us I for those seven there. hours. We're going to come into your home for a very highly interactive journey about you making incredible decisions mm-hmm. that are life-changing and empowering. And it's going to be a journey and you're going to get workbooks it's going to be a shipped great day. to you and it's going to be a great day. We'll be able to sign up soon, There's but in the meantime- really unique and powerful about a live event. Something's happening in this yeah. live event coming up January 30th. And- um, A lot of people, and I, I want to clarify this, a lot mm-hmm. of people think, you know, because it's the new year, you know, and so I need to set new goals- it's much different than it's that. that it's that plus a million yes, other deep It's beliefs. not just, oh, how to set a New Year's resolution no. or to set goals for the new year. It's about This decisions. is about harmony and relationship yeah. and making great decisions. And together. even if you've made some bad ones, we mm-hmm. can come together and make some good And something ones. I love about this particular um, virtual event... Um, is that it is designed for couples, but it's not exclusively for couples. No. Like you can do this with your, It'll your benefit with anyone. your mom, your parent, like get a partner, get a best friend and do this sure. event because you're going to really work together and it's going to be great. Good. Okay. In closing, I, I do want to give just this one last thought okay. with regards to, you know, love holding no record of wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, love is not, doesn't hold and, and isn't resent you know, that resentment that we have. But love is the power that actually drives us towards another person. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, even more, love is that power that drives us even towards the one who has offended us or the person that has done us wrong because it is able to tear up that, you know, that remaining moral scorecard yes you know that we tears up the scorecard it just kind of tears it up because that's the ultimate goal this is reconciliation and reconciliation is love's ultimate goal yep start fresh new mercies today yeah love you guys thanks for joining us thanks for giving us this time we really appreciate you we'll see you next time have a great week Bye. bye bye